Welcome to the Rise Priestess podcast, a place for women just like you who are in the process of claiming their callings, rising into priestesshood, and building a legacy. This is where values-driven women come to learn how to unleash their gifts and share them unapologetically with the world to unlock deep contribution and potent prosperity. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Coxon. I'm an author, yoga teacher, activist, and business mentor. I bridge together feminine-inspired leadership and divine masculine action that quantum leaps you into an expansive experience of life and business. I believe that business is a vehicle for not only living a more purposeful and free life, but for also contributing to social and ecological healing. I live in a coastal town in Portugal and have been channeling my inner priestesshood into various heart-centered businesses since 2016. Back then, I left my life as an archaeologist to play my part in the reawakening of the feminine. Although I now run a successful mission-driven business, it's been quite the journey. I've had to move past imposter syndrome, own my gifts, make friends with money, step into feminine leadership, dismantle toxic conditioning, and learn ethical marketing practices. I'm here to help you on your journey to living life and doing business on your terms. From guest interviews to solo heart riffs to laser coaching sessions, this podcast is here to inspire you to reclaim the feminine, live your dharma, and get paid for being you. So sit back, take a deep breath, sister, and let's dive into today's episode. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women Who Prosper podcast. I'm back, it's been a few weeks due to technical difficulties. So um, my podcasting software wasn't working. I tried to get a microphone sent out to Portugal, it got lost, and now I'm back in the UK. And finally, I've managed to get my hands on a microphone. I'm back in the UK because my mom just had a hip replacement operation. So I'm being the dutiful daughter and I'm taking care of her and my father. (laughs) And um, yeah, it's so nice to be back and it's actually warm and actually sunny. So I couldn't be more grateful. And it has been a crazy, amazing, magnetic, soul-aligned few weeks. I've welcomed 15 beautiful women into the Limitless Academy. And you know what? Their determination to reprogram themselves for a life without limits, it really inspires me to keep showing up, to keep sharing the wisdom that comes through me. And the doors are now closed, but I'm I'm really feeling into when would be good to reopen. Um, I'm not sure, maybe at the end of the year, maybe at the beginning of next, um, but what is happening inside the academy is incredible. And it's safe to say that for these 15 women who have committed to themselves and they know that this is the work that they want to do, their lives are never going to be the same again. And it, oh, I wish you could see me right now. I am smiling from ear to ear. And um, I now also feel it in my heart to offer the ultimate women's leadership program and I'm going to be launching that really soon so make sure that you keep your eyes peeled on Instagram if you're following me there at Dr. Dr. Sarah Coxon or make sure that you get on my email list and uh, the way you can do that is to 
download my free, amazing, limitless living theta meditation. So when you're in a theta state, your subconscious mind is really, you're able to reprogramming. And um, during this meditation, I bring you into a theta state so that you can start to reprogram yourself for limitless living. Because really our belief systems shape how we see the world, they shape how we show up in the world, the actions that we take, and that's what really creates huge, huge shifts and quantum leaps in our life. So you can go over to www.moonmagicmiracles.com forward slash limitless living and you will find um, the sign up sheet there. The sign up sheet, I don't know, I always say sign up sheet like I'm at school, I don't know what's going on. So anyway, this episode, oh, so this morning I did a poll on Instagram and I was like, guys, podcast episode, what should I do? And the response was overwhelming and it was overwhelming for this. You guys want to know how to move beyond fear and boy, can I share with you my secrets and wisdom for that because I know fear pretty darn well. Um, you know what? Fear for the most part of my 20s really held me hostage. I know many of you know my story and I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but um, I'm going to reiterate it. I was, you know, I was an archaeologist for 10 years and, and I earned my doctorate by writing research on the power of women before the widespread adoption of patriarchy. And I even wrote a PhD on human cre- creativity. Uh, and how it catalyzed exponential growth in civilizations that existed thousands of years ago. And I became an archaeologist because I was searching for truth. I wanted to know really what we what we were here for. And I felt like our culture was just missing something. But I kind of fell into the academic lifestyle and it didn't really work for me. Um, the academic system is really dog eat dog and I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and really the reason I was pushing and the reason that I wasn't listening to my intuition which was telling me to go teach spiritual principles, go and teach yoga, go and write about spirituality, go and travel, the reason I wasn't listening to it was because I was shit shit scared Um, and I had this calling to go travel and do this kind of stuff since I was 18, maybe even before that. So for the best part of 10 years, I ignored it. Yeah, I did a little bit of traveling, but then I always came back to the safety, in inverted commas, of being an academic and making my way in the world and all of this stuff yuck and um, I was just having a conversation with my mom about it actually I was like it what could have happened if I had found the courage to jump ship five years into that or even at the beginning like where would I be now and of course I believe that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be but there was a lot of struggle in those years and you know I learned a lot but fear was stunting my growth and fear was holding me back. And now, I, it's just completely different. And I almost feel like people aren't going to believe me when I say that, yeah, I mean, of course, I I experience fear like all of the time. Like, um, 
Mara and I were driving yesterday because he dropped me off at Farah Airport and uh, someone's brakes screeched like really, really loudly and I shit myself and I can feel like, I, of course I feel fear and I was like, oh my God, we're going to die. And, um, you know, I feel fear all the time and I feel the fear of uncertainty all the time, but it doesn't hold me back and it doesn't stop me from from really going for what I want and it, it doesn't stop me from putting myself out there so people don't perhaps uh, maybe I always wonder if people are listening to me and thinking oh my gosh like she like is her life really like that and I'm like yeah um it, I I live a life beyond my wildest dreams and I want to own that I really want to own that it's not perfect I'm a woman in process I keep saying this but if you'd told me four years ago that I'd be able to be living in Portugal, um, that I'd spend most of my days talking to women and helping them to grow and teaching spiritual principles and that I'd be writing and creating courses and, um, you know, having time on the beach and time with my dog and my partner and just, you know, having that life work balance. Like I would never have believed that I was able to do that. So I keep sharing this because my God, if I can do it, like fuck me, you guys can. Seriously, there is nothing special about me other than I recognize that I had a whole bunch of faulty conditioning wired into my system that was based on scarcity and lack and not enoughness and all of that stuff and I worked I say I work yeah no I, I worked to release it I worked to um to completely change it and yeah so this is liberation is knowing that fear comes up but it doesn't run the show. So I want to share with you um, five principles that are going to help you to move beyond fear. And I would suggest you get a notepad, a notepad and a pen. Um, because this is stuff that you don't want to just listen to. This is stuff that you want to write down and come back to every single day. This is stuff that if you start to implement it in your life, then your life will change. And then you will become the best version of yourself. I mean, you already are the best version of yourself, but you'll be able to experience far more magic, far more miracles, far more ease, far more impact, far more growth than you ever believed possible. So uh, principle number one is that you must operate from love more than fear. And I, I, it's, it's ridiculous, it's simple, isn't it? But when you start operating from love more, your life will blossom. So love is the highest frequency of the universe. So in spiritual traditions, it's literally the only thing that is real. Everything else is an illusion. We call this Maya. So only love, only the divine is real. Only source is real and everything else is an illusion. You can think of it like the matrix. And when you operate from love, you are in the frequency of expansion, you're in the frequency of growth and you're in the frequency of possibility. 
And this is what the universe wants. So the, the universe is literally constantly in a process of expansion. So we know that the universe is expanding. We have no idea what it's expanding into. Well, who knows? And I don't know if you guys, do you ever think about like galaxies and space and stuff? And it just like your mind just starts to hurt. That happens to me all the time. Maybe I have too much time on my hands. But this is what the universe wants. The universe wants expansion. It wants growth. So you have to, regardless, you have to move from fear, which is always going to be accompanied by that felt sense signature of contraction, that closing down when your body goes into flight or fight response. It's literally shutting down your cognitive functions, your ability to be intuitive, your ability to be creative. You need to move from fear to love, to expansion, to that felt sense of like, ah, yes. And the thing is, when I, when I say this, it means that you have to follow your excitement. So expansion and excitement go hand in hand. So if you feel something that excites you and then the fear cuts in because you've told yourself a story about whether it's possible for you or not for you or there's like your mind is looking for all the possible risk factors initially there was expansion there so you have to lean into that despite the fear that will accompany you that's operating from love that is operating from expansion so most of us have been conditioned to believe that fear means don't that we should only ever do things when we feel really confident when we feel really sure And this is like the biggest, biggest lie that we've ever been taught. Because the thing is, you know what, confidence is a result. It is not a requirement. And, oh my gosh, like, I give you an example. When I first started teaching yoga, like, not only was I shit, (laughs) quite frankly, but I felt so much fear and so much resistance and I thought because of my conditioning I thought that maybe that meant that it wasn't the right path for me maybe I'm not supposed to be a yoga teacher thank god I lent into that fear and allowed it to uh, allowed myself to transcend because now I know what a good teacher I am and I know how many people's lives I've touched just through teaching yoga and I, I don't teach like stretching you know here going to triangle pose no I don't do any of that my yoga classes it's all about bringing women predominantly home to the truth of who they are and and really um coming home to their bodies releasing trauma can you imagine how many lives I have touched because I I've been um teaching like thousands and thousands of hours now of teaching experience and for sure there are people that roll their eyes and do not get it (laughs) I get that that's fine I'm not everyone's cup of tea but can you imagine how many people wouldn't have had that experience if I'd let fear run the show so confidence and now I'm clearly I'm I'm confident in it to the point where I'm telling you guys how awesome I am and I don't do that to brag I, I think it's really healthy to say look I'm good I'm really good at this 
Can I be better? Absolutely. Can I grow in this even more? Yes. But right now I'm really confident in my ability to facilitate this kind of transformative work the same way I am about um, the work that I do one-on-one or in the academy. Like I am so sure and confident. But that is... That's a result of me just leaning into the fear and taking messy action and failing quite a few times. I've had people at the beginning walk out of yoga classes. I've had one-to-one coaching clients right at the beginning who have ghosted me. And, you know, now with hindsight, I recognize that the reason that that happened was because I didn't, um, I didn't vet them. I didn't, uh, I didn't have a filtering process to make sure that I brought in only the right people who are really ready to do the work and ready to commit. So there's failure. The first time I launched a group program, oh my gosh, like uh, one person wanted to join and I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. (laughs) But that failure, and I didn't feel confident, but that failure um, allowed me to experience success and confidence is a result. So I just wanted to uh to labor that point so the second principle the second principle I want to share with you is like listen to your body when it comes to fear and um like moving beyond fear so like I said like initially if it feels expansive in your body you want to listen really closely So this is where feminine magic comes in because the feminine is all about feeling and felt experience over logic and reasoning. So like I said, there will be this moment of expansion when we feel into a desire and this is felt sense and it doesn't have an emotion attached to it. And then the fear always comes after. So this is the second thing. So the first principle is you must choose love over fear. The second principle is to use your body. So if you feel expansion in your body at first and then you feel contraction with the fear, that is actually a signal to lean in. So desire makes you feel expansive. I mean, I remember when I wanted to do my yoga teacher training back in 2011, 2012, I can't remember. And I remember feeling so excited about it. Like my my felt sense of expansion is tingly cheeks. I don't know why, but I know this sign very, very well. And I felt so expansive. I had tingly cheeks. And then I started talking to people about it, like particularly my family, because it was a lot of money. This was like um, a few thousand pounds. And I was a student. There was so much money for me. And, you know, of course, I was talking to people who were like, well, are you sure? You know, maybe you need the money for other things and stuff. And I started talking myself out of it. And, um, you know, I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then luckily, I realized that actually, come on, Sarah, you felt expansion about this, first of all, like, just do it, you'll figure out the money thing. And never have I turned around and been like, gosh, I wish I wish I hadn't have spent that money on that. No, it's like, wow, look at where that got me because that and my teacher, Steve, who is an amazing human being. I mean, he's pretty intense. And I had to, to uh, leave the school after my yoga teacher training because I wanted to go down a different path but I'm so thankful to him because my teacher Steve like what he taught me is like the underbelly of everything I teach now and and if it wasn't for me making that decision and leaning into the fear 
and recognizing that felt sense of expansion in my body and listening to that if it wasn't for that then I wouldn't be here talking to you guys and I wouldn't have embodied so much of this wisdom that I am that I'm teaching so yeah the the third principle is that fear it masks a deeper desire so fear is always a sign that you desire something. And of course, as women, we have been taught that desire is not a good thing, that you shouldn't want for too much, that it's not okay to desire things, or some subtle subtle variations of that. But the way I view desire, desire is basically a sign from the universe about what your given purpose is right now in this moment. So the thing is, you know, most of us are not so in tune with our desires. Like if whenever I ask um, a woman who starts working with me, when I ask them the question, what do you want? I very rarely get a woman who says, I know exactly what I want. Like, tell me now, do you know what you really want? No, because society has conditioned you not to. Society has told you that desire is not good, that you should not desire. But I bet you know your fears really well. Great, start there, because your fears mask a deeper desire. So whatever you're scared about, it means that you desire the exact opposite so um, I think it's probably best that I, I illustrate this with a with a story. So a client of mine, Danny, came to me last year and she was feeling really, really stuck. So she was working in a shitty job and she knew that she was worth more. And she wanted to start offering intuitive readings, um, but she was shit scared. And she believed that the fear was telling her not to do it. I remember watching her and she was, you know, Whole, she was covering her face with her hands. She wanted to do intuitive stuff. She wanted to share her outlandish side. Um, so she believed the fear was telling her, like, don't do it. Anyway, after like three months, she managed to triple her income. She left her job because what we discovered in those sessions was that fear was masking her desire. And all we had to do was look at the fear to really recognize what she wanted. And from there, we could start to unhook from the fear um, I say we, she didn't, I just, I just helped a little. Um, yeah, so what if, you know, if you find it difficult to know what you want, then what is it that you fear? And what's on the other side of that? Like what's on the flip side of that? So I, in the spirit of being really vulnerable, I fear something happen, happening tomorrow and my little dog, Manny, I know that that's because on the flip side of that, there's so much love, you know? And when I first started in, in yeah, online coaching and doing all of the work that I'm doing now, showing up online, my biggest fear was of failing. And on the flip side of that was because I truly want, wanted to create community and to, to live a life of meaning and to help people so yeah recognize that fear is always it's a good thing when it comes up because it's masking a deeper desire all right so third principle this is really important 
because fear isn't going anywhere. I'm sorry to bust your bubble, but it's just not fear. Oh, it's just always going to come up for you. Fear comes up for me all the time, as I said, but you get to choose how you relate to it. So if you buy into the belief that fear means you shouldn't, then you're going to stay stuck. But um, actually, fear is just always a signal to lean in and go for it. And the fear dissipates when you do this. So, yeah, like the way I describe it is fear is, you can either have fear in the driving seat, literally being in control of all your decisions, or you can acknowledge that fear is going to be there, but it's going to be in the passenger seat. So you whack fear over to the passenger seat and you say, yeah, I know you're scared, but guess what? We're doing this anyway. And um, it's, it's, so, it's so good. It's so good when, when you recognize that you don't have to get rid of the fear. You really don't have to get rid of the fear. And if you try and get rid of the fear, then you are wasting your time. Fear is a signal to lean in. And I know that some of you will be listening and be like, oh, for goodness sake, Sarah, really? I I can't possibly take any action when I feel this fear. And my question to you is, really? Like, really? Because I know that I've been on a roller coaster a literal roller coaster, not even a metaphorical one, when I've been shit scared. And that was fun. Um, so, yeah, you can survive feelings of fear. And actually, the greatest irony is that when you do the thing that you're scared of, then you will, the fear will dissipate. Think about, you know, anything that you found really, really scary. Once you've done it, you're like, oh, the energy is um, is dissipated. And fear is really your biggest ally when trying to gain clarity of your purpose. Um, because if you fear something, I mean, obviously, if you're fearing being at the edge of a cliff and looking down or going too near, like, that's quite a sensible fear. You know, maybe don't lean in there. <laughs> but um, if it's something like, Oh, so there's there's a couple of you that I'm thinking of right now who are in the process of like really wanting to quit their jobs and they know, oh my God, they know, they know, they know. They're feeling fear, but they know. And so lean in and quit your job because the fear will go. Or it would shift into a different kind of fear. They'll be like, mind is forever making stories, but that specific felt sense of fear that you're feeling right now, it will dissipate. And... Fear is your biggest ally when trying to gain clarity over your purpose because when you lean in to the fear and you take action, you start to gain more confidence. You start to gain more clarity about what it is that you're really here to do and what works and what doesn't. And you have to be prepared to fail, 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 fail. It's it's crazy how as a culture, you know, um, we... <laughs> We don't like failure. It's like, I mustn't fail, so I'm going to avoid failure. If you avoid failure, you're also avoiding success because you cannot have success without failure. It just doesn't work because the world is all about balance and you can't have one opposite without the other. And there are plenty of things that I've failed at and I am succeeding in lots of things at the moment, but there are also other things that I'm failing at as well. Um, 
hey, you know, you have to be prepared 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 to fail it's so important like give yourself permission to fail um so principle number five is i want to give you some biggest fear-based excuses that i hear and um it's really important for me to just offer you really like tangible hello these are excuses they're holding you back here's the mirror type thing like as your mentor for this moment um because so much of us believe our own bullshit and we don't question it that's why mentorship um is amazing because you get someone to be like you just said this so you clearly believe this about your life Mm, let's try again um so anyway oh i hear this all the time biggest one i'm not ready yet oh my gosh like i know this one very 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 well but I hear it all the time so many women are like I really want to live my purpose I really want to help women I really want to you know it'd be so good if I could coach or I could um you know facilitate women's trainings or women's circles or um you know ask for a pay rise but I'm not ready yet and the belief there is like I need another qualification. I need something external added onto me because I am not yet enough. And take it from someone who has a PhD. I say that not to brag, but I did that believing like, oh my gosh, if I if I got a PhD, then I would suddenly feel enough. And at the end of my Viva, which is your um, spoken examination, I cried and cried and cried and cried because I was like, what was this all for? I like I still didn't feel enough I felt like a little child in that room speaking to all these big professor people um and they were like yep you can call yourself doctor now and I was like oh that doesn't feel as exciting uh or validating as I thought it would another fear-based excuse I'm not good enough and again my question to you is really you're not good enough it's this is like I've yet to meet someone who hasn't believed this about themselves this is like the worst of our cultural conditioning and you know we get conditioned very very early on with this I'm not good enough and it's a lot of it is media a lot of it is friends and family not necessarily meaning to be uh, to to perpetuate this belief and instill it But, you know, by the age of eight, we have already formed a huge part of our belief system within our subconscious mind. And, you know, invariably something will happen within those years where, you know, we're something, something didn't work out or we were told something or, you know, mommy left us for a bit or whatever it is. And we, because we just didn't have the cognitive ability to really see things clearly, then we made it about us and so we internalize it and we're like oh okay well that if the teacher shouted at me we don't know if the teacher we don't know that the teacher was just having a really bad day and maybe the teacher was just an asshole we don't know that so we're like oh it must be about me it must mean i'm not good enough and we internalize these internalize these stories from a very very early age we have to disentangle from them we have to unhook from this story of i'm not good enough because my question to you is really you're not good enough like what's the evidence you have for that What's the evidence that you are good enough? It's really important to to hook unhook from this. Another fear-based excuse, I don't have time. 
this is one of my personal favorites because I used to say this all the time and it still creeps in a little bit, but I don't have time, but I have time for Netflix or I have time to scroll on Instagram or I have time to, oh, I don't know. Really? I don't have time? Watch this one. I don't have the money. Oh my gosh. This is, this, like, it's so important that we talk about money because money is one of those things that we don't like to talk about, but really we base so much of our decisions on whether we think we have the money or not. And, you know, I see this all the time. Someone will message me and say, Sarah, I really want to work with you. I really love to join your academy, but I just don't have the money right now. And then the next thing I know or I see is that, you know, they're on Instagram and they are on holiday somewhere. And that's okay. But if you want to check in with yourself, because you want to check in with like, what are my priorities right now? Or, you know, for example, they get the latest uh, MacBook or something. Okay, so you don't have the money to invest in something you say you want to invest in, but you're happy to invest in a piece of equipment that, let's face it, you may or may not really need. I mean, everyone loves Apple, like, don't get me wrong, but you, this is an opportunity for you to really check in with what your priorities are and whether you're really being in alignment and in integrity with what you say you want, you know? And I don't have the money is not actually the truth because if you really want something, you can find a way to create the money or to bring the money in. This is definitely my reality now. Like, I don't think I ever say I can't afford this. And if I ever do, then Mara's quick to slap me on the wrist. But I don't really think I do. I never say we can't afford this. Very often, if let's say we're talking about like traveling to South America, which is actually what we're doing for our honeymoon, um, we decided we want to do it for our honeymoon and not this winter. But, um, you know, it's all, uh, my language is like, we're choosing not to travel this winter but not like we can't afford it because yes we have a wedding to pay for and yes we have a house to pay for but it's never like we can't afford it you must not keep perpetuating that stop saying you can't afford things and start saying I'm choosing not to buy this and it's so much more empowering oh another one of my favorites uh, biggest fear-based excuses is I'm really skeptical about this now as an ex-academic skepticism like I could have a PhD in skepticism like I still have the tendency to be skeptical about everything and uh, it holds me back from a lot of stuff and the times I have been skeptical about people and have been skeptical about things I've just been holding myself back from greater expansion and greater growth it's fa it's like superiority which is actually quite frankly a way of creating further separation between us and what we want. So watch the skepticism if you're skeptical about things. You know, I could have been skeptical about my yoga teacher training. I could have been skeptical that it wasn't going to work for me. Luckily at that point, I wanted it so much that I was like, whatever happens, I am going to learn from this and I'm going to grow. And then every time that I've um, invested in training for this like business training or mentoring or whatever, I, I can feel the skepticism coming up because it seems to be a default. Um, but I'm always ready to get my return on investment. I'm always ready to go 
full, like all out, you know, fully in. So release the skeptic, a skeptic, blah, 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 skepticism, that's it. So I want you to know that if you're experiencing any of these excuses, it's really a sign that you're operating from fear and you're probably saying, yeah, but Sarah, I don't have the money. Just stop saying that. I'm choosing not to go down this route at this time. Then it still feels like it's available to you. Um, you know, so yeah, if you are using any of these excuses, then you're operating from fear. And one of the best things you can do is to change your language about it. So this is what I have for you today. I hope that these principles help you to move past fear. Remember that you can never get rid of fear, but fear is your friend. It is a sign to lean in, is a sign. And the more, so I read this quote recently. It's like, um, what did it say? It said, success can be measured by the number of uncomfortable conversations that you have. Oh, I really like that because it's like, yes, like how uncomfortable can I make myself? Having conversations, difficult conversations with friends, bosses, clients, um, potential, yeah, potential people to work with or for, you know, for sure, there's going to be fear, for sure. Um, It's going to sting a little bit when they say no and people will say no to you and things will go wrong and things will not go the way you want them to but things will also go the way you want them to and things will go right and things will expand. So yeah, the more uncomfortable you can make yourself now, the more that life is going to expand for you. So I hope that this helps you. Um, And I will be back with another episode next week. I've got some amazing interviews lined up for you. I have um, an interview with, let me think here, my brain has gone completely dead. Oh yeah, Giovanna Capozzo, she's a relationship coach, so all things relationship, like basically big sisterly advice that I wish I'd known in my early 20s, that would have saved me a lot of aggro. And um, also um, Cassandra Wilder, who is basically really like I was going to say, an extraordinaire when it comes to women's wellness and hormonal health and um, goddess uh, sister ceremonies and stuff like that. So those interviews are coming up. Oh, and also one of my best friends, Kayla Nielsen, um, yoga influencer, and um, she's amazing. Uh, We've got another, yeah, one of her interviews coming up. Okay, I'm really just now. Um, But anyway, thank you so much for listening. I would love, love, love it. If you love this episode, please help more people find this podcast by screenshotting uh, you listening to it, whacking it on your Instagram stories and also leaving a review. And if you leave a review, then I may feature your review and say your name out to the world in the next episode. Thank you so much, my loves, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise Priestess podcast. If this episode spoke to you, you can contribute greatly by sharing it to your Instagram stories. Make sure that you also tag me at Dr. Sarah Coxon so that I can personally reach out and thank you. 
And if you're not already a member of my Instagram community, you can pop over there now and join us. I keep it very real over there, sharing behind the scenes of my life and business to inspire you to live life and do business your own way. You can also apply to be a guest on the show by emailing sarah at Dr. Sarah Coxon with the subject podcast guest. You can also head over to my website, the link is in the show notes, to find out more about how I can help you step into your unique priestesshood to unlock deep contribution and potent prosperity. See you next time.